weeks ago, Bobby Lashley looked right into the camera and he professed his undying love for his sisters, but something didn't smell right. So could you please just explain, first of all, just explain why growing up you had to carry this broom around everywhere you went. Well, when we were younger, Bobby was mean to all of us. And for some reason, he loved to pick on me. And as a woman, young woman, I couldn't defend myself. So I grabbed the closest thing to me, my mama's broom. And I used it to swat that snarling little menace away from me. Wow. Thank you for sharing. Now, Francis, I, I understand, obviously, the broom for self-defense, but could you explain why you had to grow up carrying that helmet everywhere you went? I carried my helmet because Bobby would take his knuckle and he would hit me on the top of my head as hard as he could. And he made me cry until I saved my money. I went to the Army-Navy store and I bought this helmet. And then he couldn't thump me on the head anymore. Good for you. Good for you. Good for you to know when enough was enough. Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to another edition of Just What the Internet Needed More Of. That's right, it's a wrestling podcast. It's another wrestling podcast. It is called Top Marks. It's another wrestling podcast called Top Marks. My name is Justin Morissette, and with me once again, as always, is the janitor himself. He's cleaning up the messes of the masses, Josh Custodio. Justin, don't call it a comeback. We never left. Uh, I mean, yeah, I feel like you say that most weeks. Yeah, we, we never went anywhere, and people keep saying, oh, it's the, it's the comeback of Top Marks. We put the show out every week, no matter what, so do not call it a comeback. I think there was one week where we took like an extended break because you were on the road for Oh, work. sure, it's my fault, yeah. is it? I see so I, But I didn't call that one a, a comeback. I called it the return pop. I'm pretty sure. Oh, this is why you yeah, named the episodes, yeah. I suppose. Yeah, I mean, you are just hyper-literal. <laughs> mostly stoned, I think. Uh, my, my episode title for that one would have been like, uh, we missed one, and now <laughs> we have a new one. Sorry, I was at work. Yeah, which uh, I think... Signed, Josh C. <laughs> don't, don't you think these are good <laughs> good titles for episodes, of maybe? Of course, yeah. I, I mean, it's a wonder that I don't use your ideas more often. Yeah, just in general, I feel like I'm just this untapped creative fountain of wonderful ideas, and yet every creative project I'm involved, they just get cast aside. Hmm. Yeah, maybe you could like uh, just come up with some sick bass lines to yeah. be our theme music. Yeah, maybe I'll do that. Yeah, I, d- I don't want any like uh, you know electric guitar, or nope. drums. Who needs it? Certainly no vocals. Boo. Just bass lines. There it is, folks. Your new Top Marks theme song. Uh, and speaking of folks, Justin Boy, do I have some good news for the folks? Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. H- have you ever heard this adage that uh, the first hundred episodes of anything are going to be bad? Like you got to put your reps in. Got to do a hundred shows got a, this sort of thing no i've never heard that before okay well that's a thing and uh we are in the back half of that here at episode 51 really yeah so we only have 50 well i suppose this one and 49 other bad episodes of this show left and then we'll be into the the territory that people consider 
to be good. Well, I think then you get into okay episodes, oh. unfortunately, and then it's another 500. Okay. And then once you're out, I think you're in the six or 700s there. Uh, then you start getting to the good. All right. All right. So still a ways to go yet, but we're we're making progress. Well on our journey. So I, I have a question for you then because I know you listen to my other show, Real I Good do. Show. Yep. We've done 145 of those now. Yeah. Would you say it's only been okay for 45 of them? Ladies and gentlemen, this is Top Marks. This is uh, the only wrestling podcast that matters, the most popular one on earth, where every week Justin Morissette and I answer the three, three. biggest questions, or three biggest topics, rather. Discuss them, we do. We do, but uh, Justin, I'm so thrown and I can't get this right because that's not what we're doing this week. Yeah, because look, Josh, this is episode 51. Yeah. Uh, which, of course, as we've mentioned many times in the run-up to 52, even though we've done a couple bonus eps here, yeah. uh, we're, we're coming up on a year of top marks. How exciting. And and so far, wrestling has been just like so involved and interesting, fascinating, really, some weeks, I'd call it. Some weeks, we are we are really, we're getting heated about what are the three biggest topics. Yeah, we've, like, got, we've got five, and we've got to chop two, and I'm yelling at you, how could you chop that one, you complete idiot? And I'm you like, absolute buffoon. <laughs> and I'm like, you utter moron. <laughs> Justin, it's because I you don't. You total nincompoop. <laughs> Justin, it's because I don't love Enzo Amore and Rich Swan. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's why. Wow, we're, you're doing that bit again. <laughs> but, Justin, there is no such argument to be had this week because there is cripplingly little going on in the world of wrestling, wouldn't you say? You are correct, sir, in that, uh, you know, so often, uh, you know, we, we've had all these different topics to discuss over the course of the year that we've been doing this. Yeah. Uh, but wrestling is just such awful bullshit right now. Uh, that I don't know that we could come up with even one topic. Maybe one. Yeah, we. I think the, the TV deal is, is definitely worth talking about. We yeah, will touch on and, that in this show. And maybe show. just, you know, a follow-up on Bobby Lashley, our topic from a couple weeks ago. Oh, my Lord, Because, yeah. good, goodness gracious, this week. But, yeah, uh... And I, when I say wrestling is such utter garbage right now, I really am just specifically talking about WWE, and even then, just specifically talking about Raw, because I still think SmackDown is a pretty good show. And NXT as well. I, I, first of all, I really enjoyed SmackDown this week, and I think last week I did too. Like, I feel like they, they've got some momentum, but... And it, obviously, like, Best of the Super Juniors is going on yep. right now. Like, there's a lot of good stuff in wrestling. Don't get me wrong about that. But I just think Raw is such a tremendous clusterfuck right now yeah. that it almost overpowers everything else going on, in, in my mind, anyways. Yeah. I, I'm even going to go a step further in that I would probably be more into it if it was a clusterfuck. Because at least if it was like 2000-era WCW, which I know uh, you love, uh, at least it's like chaotic and shitty and you can make fun of it. There's a lot of WCW 2000 in current... Monday Night Raw, though. Well, maybe we explore that a little yeah. bit later. But it, it feels, at least for these last three weeks, that just nothing's happening. Like, nothing yeah, is happening. Yeah, literally nothing. When nothing moves forward. And it's not even like, because look, we've talked about this in the last couple weeks. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, just like uh, with Elimination Chamber, the build the money in the bank is just people qualifying for money in the bank. Right. I can't even complain about that, because that's also been the case for SmackDown. Sure. And SmackDown, still a very good show. I mean, they have just the players that are able to carry these things, right? They, yeah. they can match up any two single stars like they're doing next week with Daniel Bryan and Samoa Joe, and that feels like appointment television. And granted, the Raw roster is thin. I do agree with Paper that. Paper thin. But, but like, at the same time, there's still enough interesting pieces there that if you had any sort of vision or forethought or 
a grandiose plan for anything that you were going to do with any of these things, you could still make compelling television. Like of I, I, I'm, I think Jinder is doing a great job right now. I agree, actually. I think Jinder and Roman is over-delivering, and I thought it would coming in. I was the one person... Everybody in our group chat was like, Jinder and Roman, Jesus Christ. I'm still like that. And I said, this is going to be great. <laughs> like, I did say the that. Eternal I remember you You were excited I for I was this. like, but are you not excited to see Sunil take a Superman punch off the apron? Did I not concede I was excited to see that? You did say that. I love yes. watching those guys. Justin, before we get too deep. But, but it, okay, I just mean ahead. that, like, there are interesting pieces that play, and, like, not everything is terrible, but what is bad is so confoundingly bad that it like it breaks my brain honestly like yeah. like Sami Zayn right now <laughs> and I love Sami Zayn and no one better I think he is just the best yeah it breaks my heart to see what he has been reduced to right now and we can talk about yeah. the specifics on that a little bit more if you want to but yeah because because the the world of wrestling is such a Disaster right now. No. We're just scrapping the three round uh, thing all together this no week. No rules this week. We're playing it loose. Uh, we're we're really just uh, you know just just it's like um, you know what it is, Justin. What? It's no holds bar. It is. We're yeah. taking the rules and we're tossing them in the trash. Yeah, I was also thinking of like uh, you know we just did a Marvel movie uh, dumb right. bonus episode. Yeah. The you know the I think the structure uh, top marks has been a great thing in the past, mm-hmm. but it's been corrupted by Hydra also, and at this point, <laughs> like Shield, it just has to be burned to the ground. Like so we need I, Seth Rollins in here to just burn, burn it down. Burn it down. You know Roman Reigns' best friend Seth Rollins. Oh yeah, the, the very <laughs> good friends. I know him. Uh, so Justin, yes, indeed, we are not doing the three rounds this week. So what we are doing is we put out the call for questions last night, as we generally do. And we got them. And we're going to dwell on these questions a little bit for longer this week. We've got around 13 or so questions, I think, that we're going to get through, pick through for the very best of them. And uh, in between, we're still going to do the usual segment. Sunday Night Tweet's going to be in there. Keep It or Kick It's going to be booting around. But we're just going to be exploring these questions and some of the things we want to touch on this Yeah, week. I might have a question of my own that I'll throw in, in well, your direction. Well, don't. And maybe you'll have a question for me. Oh, I, I do. And we've got questions from listeners. It's just questionable content all around. Oh, there, that's a well, that's pretty that good. That might be the name of the episode. Don't, well, but I'm going to pull back the curtain. That's what you named the episode before we started. You son of a bitch. <laughs> you did this to me. Um, so, Justin, let's continue there and, and let's talk about this uh, this Sami Zayn disaster from Monday night, which was uh, Bobby Lashley. I mean, we can't really talk about Zayn here without talking about what they're doing with Bobby Lashley. Yeah, and obviously that's bad. Uh, <laughs> Obviously, Bobby Lashley and the whole sisters thing, like we said, is is been very bad. Can I pause you there? Yes. Does WWE know that the first week sisters promo was bad? Was this week Sami Zayn making fun of him loving his sisters? Was that making fun of that segment? Or is that just Sami Zayn trying to attack him where he perceives Bobby is most sensitive? See, I don't know what you could have possibly been building to in that first segment, if not this. I guess that's true. Like, it seems like this must have always been the plan for that initial segment, which, what an awful plan, you know? Maybe it would have been better to send them out there with no script and just improvise everything. Do you think that's a maybe? I can't imagine an improvised sit-down or an improvised segment with Sami Zayn 
going possibly worse than what the scripted shit we got was. No, it's it definitely would have gone better. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I don't think there's any denying it. Yes. So so this week, for those of you who may not see, Sami Zayn calls out uh, Bobby Lashley's quote-unquote sisters, and it's three men dressed in drag. Which, I I will be honest, I was not watching Raw live this week. Oh, no. Uh, so I was following along on social media sure. a little bit, and I had heard... Uh, from Mike, former guest on the show, my roommate, of course, yeah. uh, that Raw was not going well, and that the the Sami Zayn, Bobby Lashley sister segment in particular was very, very bad. But he didn't give me any particulars in terms of why it was bad. Okay, he just said this is a bad segment, oh. and I and I was like, hmm, all right. And then I get on Twitter, <laughs> I'm scrolling along, yeah, and I see a a, a post about. Uh, the irony of WWE being handed a one billion dollar contract, right? Yeah, because of their the great content that they produce every week, right? Uh, and then this is the content that we get immediately after they've signed that deal, and it's attached to it was the photo of Sami Zayn, yeah, in the ring with three black men in drag, <laughs> yeah, and I, I. Shit you not, the sound that came out of my mouth. What was it? It's not often that I see something that makes me react audibly. Right, That yeah. I just have no control, and I just have to say something out loud, you what know? Did, what did you say? I saw that photo, and I looked at it, and just said out loud, Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> it was oh no worthy. Because, like, yeah, no, there's no other way to react to seeing that. It's... So, I mean, okay, so here's whatever that perceived should be top of the card, Brock, Braun, Lashley, Roman, none of them are up to anything I'm interested in on Raw. And it, it's this Lashley thing, it's the easiest to point the finger at because I think it's the most overtly bad. Mm-hmm. But I almost will take content that is that horrible. I'll take freezing cold or boiling hot, just never lukewarm. Braun was good this week. Braun's been I, – I liked the – him crushing the apple in Finn's face. Yeah. Finn did a very the good match was good. Finn did a very good job of just visually selling that happening right in front of him. I, I thought that was very funny. I agree. And I, I just it's not often that you get the opportunity to see a man with such brute strength like show it off like sure. that. So I really enjoyed that too. Even though he's just crushing fruit, you know, I'm sure I Could I you mean, crush an apple? I'd, probably not. I if it were mushy enough, maybe, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. How hard is crushing an apple? Probably, probably not that hard, but I couldn't do it. I don't think you could do it. Oh, I could easily do it. It just looked like it was very impressive, even if it's not that impressive. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. No, Visually I could, impressive. I don't, I don't think I could do it now that I think about apples. I was thinking of an orange. Um, <laughs> uh, you, you touched on it there, Justin. This this uh, $4 billion number for, for SmackDown. Four? Yeah, $4 billion for SmackDown, isn't it? I thought it was one billion for five years. Oh, okay. Never mind. I thought it was. So I, th- it, I think it's two hundred million a year, okay. or is it one billion a year? I thought it was a billion a year. That's insane. You I don't know about that. One of us should talk, and the other should search. What yeah. do you want to do? I'll, I'll search. Okay, I'll, I'll fill some time here because it, this runs concurrently with uh, another thing I like to follow: the UFC leaving Fox and going to ESPN. So I think a lot of this was Fox needing to fill their spots on Fox Sports One. I'm curious if this is going to lead to to some programming being on Big Fox every week, like basic cable, Channel 6 in the States. I I think that that is something that can be a giant win for WWE. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The fact that they're going to be 
Uh, yeah, on like a major network, it's huge. I think Raw will probably mostly be on Fox Sports 1. This is all my guess. They haven't announced any of this, but that seems to be where they put the UFC B content. But I wonder if they're going to do some big shows on Big Fox proper. It for sure is going to be on the main station. I don't think you spend a billion dollars on a property to put it on FS1. Yeah, and all of the press around this was that it's not Fox Sports 1. It is Fox itself. Really? Though... I think the rumor right now, and I don't even know if this is a rumor, this might be reported fact. Okay. It's moving to Friday night again. So it is a billion, just to be clear. You, you checked here, it's $205 million a year. Yes. So Friday. a little over a billion dollars. Jeez, that's not bad. Uh, moving to Fridays, what do you think about that? Uh, that's I, hell for this show. It is, yes. Um, for us, it makes things difficult. What would we do? I don't know. But uh, I think it makes things difficult for a lot of reasons because, you know, I think people are largely, if, unless you're in high school. Yeah. And even then, probably just like grade eight or nine. Yeah. Maybe. Like, there's not, I mean, I, most people are out having a time on a Friday night, you know? Yeah. I always feel like the best thing about wrestling, a part of what's carried my fandom in it for so long, is that at the, the beginning of my week, I like that I almost have something to look forward to, or at least some sort of tradition or pattern. It's like, yeah, Monday and Tuesday night, the start of my week, get home, cook some dinner, watch Raw, watch SmackDown. Honestly, I love SmackDown, so I do look forward to it every week. Yeah. But I would, I would jump at the chance to not have all these things be lined up in a row. Yeah, pay per view weekends, man. To go Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, it is too much. Well, or Saturdays, yeah. If they're the, doing the takeovers. The big four yeah. or the big six, I guess, with yeah. takeovers. It's just, it is ungodly. It's an ungodly amount of wrestling. I feel burned out at yeah. the end of it, even if I love every show that weekend, of which course. is rare. You know, has it ever happened that all four in a row are good? Yeah. I don't, yeah, I think so, probably. It must have happened at one point. On accident. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like stumbled into like it. Like maybe the Survivor Series weekend in Toronto. I thought all the shows were but good. But Survivor Series wasn't good. Yeah, it was. The you remember the Survivor Series match? Yeah, yeah. Not this year's, last year's, the one in Toronto. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, well, that's. Because then you the get the Takeover, takeover Toronto, Street. which yeah. was good. The DIY and. Um, Revival two out of three, and falls. both of those Raws and Smackdowns I thought were good too. Okay, well there you go. So, so congratulations in Toronto to 2017. <laughs> uh, glad you guys had such success. Uh, 2016, I think it was November of 2016. That's the only time I can think of where four shows in a row were good. I, I'm going to be honest. I, there would be if Friday maintained like if that was the spot for go homes on Sunday pay per views. Yeah. There's a lot of SmackDown go-homes I wouldn't see, and we certainly wouldn't be able to talk about for the podcast. Like, I, I, I cannot imagine outside of the odd Friday that I would be in watching SmackDown. Yeah, probably not, even though it's the show that I think is much better and the Definitely. show that I – Like, honestly, I'm at a point where now that I'm not hosting it every week at the bar, yeah, I, and if I didn't have to talk about it on this show, I would love to cut Raw out of my life entirely. It sucks. That's it's – it's awful. I think a lot of people are feeling that right now. Um, but, but you know, part part of the reason for like let's let's circle back a little bit to what we were talking about earlier with sure. Lashley and Sami Zayn. Because oh, okay. look, yeah. you you were focusing on the problem with Lashley. I want to focus on the problem with Sami Zayn. Oh, okay. Go I ahead. think they've made a huge, huge error. Okay. And that is separating Sami from Kevin Owens. Yeah. Sami on his own, 
I think Sammy as a heel has largely been a success, even if I personally, even though I predicted it, I wouldn't have done it personally. Right. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you there, actually. I think he's been good, but I, I still can't believe we haven't gotten like the Sammy Zayn babyface run. But he is a good heel act playing off of the Kevin Owens heel act. Okay. Sammy on his own is not someone I want to boo. Interesting. You know? Okay. Like, he, he can be as annoying as he wants. Like, unless there is that kind of foil element of Kevin Owens with these two heels bouncing off of each other. I just think Sammy on his own as a heel is like, what are we even doing here? You think he might flounder a little bit in that space? Well, well, how is he not floundering already? What do you mean? He's in the segment of Bobby Lashley. (laughs) That's... But here... And here's the other thing. This feud makes no sense. (laughs) You're telling me. None. (laughs) Yeah, I know. None at all. Zero. Why would I have any interest in seeing a one-on-one feud <laughs> between two guys where you have literally just spent an entire <laughs> month showing me tag matches we know who where wins. these two are in the ring together. Yep. It's, it was like Braun and Kevin and Sammy and Lashley. Yep. And Sammy just got clowned by this Clobbered. guy for a month straight. <laughs> a whole month. So who's going to win, do you think, Justin? Oh, I have no idea. Yeah, you got to... It's got to be, how will Bobby Lashley possibly overcome <laughs> the heel who's literally never won anything? Justin, I have such a natural response here, but it's you said it so well in the chat this week that I almost feel like I should just let you run with it. This issue about how heels aren't winning enough, so it's not... Kevin Owens, when, Kevin Owens hasn't won anything since Hell in the Cell. Yeah. Neither it, of these guys has won anything. There's nothing for a babyface to overcome. Uh, actually, I guess Kevin Owens literally just won the win-in-your-in match for Money in the Bank. Uh, a qualifying the, match. the main event of Raw a couple won, weeks like, a ago. But he hasn't won, like, a feud or crushed a babyface. And he, like, cheated his way into that match. Yeah. And, like, you know, yes. He has not won a feud. He has not. Like, and even the win at Hell in a Cell, he only won because Sammy pulled him out of the way. Yeah. You know, like, they have such an issue ever giving heels clean wins, ever. Baron Corbin's, like, the only one who gets it. It's so bizarre. And if you don't do that... I guess Carmella. If you don't do it, though, like, why would I ever take this person seriously other than, like, they're naturally likable? Like, Seth Rollins as a heel was so charismatic and excellent that even though he was a heel, I still loved him. And he, and he lost all the time, and I still loved him, and it didn't matter. It's like, I, I put Kevin Owens in that same category where, like, he's so charismatic and so good that I, I just keep forgiving that he loses all the time. But, like, that's a problem because the only reason I'm, I'm being forgiving is that my rooting interest is in the side of the heels. That's the thing. I, I think time and time again we're shown that wrestling is best when you have the, the clear heel and face dynamic. But I, I want to go back. They to only want to do that for Brock, though, right? They only want to let Brock be powerful. Well, they, they don't even let him be a clear heel or baby face because they pair him with Roman. I mean, he's like, a heel right now right. just on the basis of everyone's fucking done with this reign. Yeah, that, I don't, I'm done with him. But I'd like to talk about Seth Rollins' reign there for a little bit because I actually think that it's interesting you bring him up there because I think he's a good example example of when weird booking can keep me out of something if you remember like his run he never he never wins anything anything clean a j&j security and yet the guy ends up as double champion that doesn't lead me to be like oh, i hate this guy i need someone to take the well, two belts off it's- he, he he won the second belt because john stewart <laughs> 
This hit, is what I mean. Hit John Cena with a chair. Like, what if they actually gave somebody people didn't like, Jinder Mahal or something, a, a run where he was dominant, and then they put a babyface that people liked up against him that they wanted to see win? Imagine Daniel Bryan. Yeah, what if Seth actually beat Cena? Right. What if he just beat him? That's the thing. And uh, the, and they, like, outside of Kevin Owens getting that big debut victory, yeah. they just don't ever do that. Very seldom. And I think that's part of why the, the Owens one seemed so bananas. Exactly. It was like you have this opportunity to take this guy who on NXT is, like, destroyer level yeah. and bring him up to the main roster and have him be a just force, a, a destructive heel force. But they decided that... There's only room for one of those, and we're going to make that Samoa Joe. Yeah. So this other fat guy is just a clown, and we, we're going to make him look stupid all the time. Hey, hopefully almost will be booked strong. Okay. <laughs> Justin, how about we jump into the first one of these questions here today? Sure. Comes to us from Andrew Delbert. Yes, I think that's how you say it. At A. Delbert. Yes. And good, he says, good, good man. I, yeah. I think he's uh, hell-bent on just driving our listeners away with controversial political takes. Is he? Yeah. Well, actually, it turns out that every single listener, except for him that we had prior, yeah, is Palestinian, or rather, <laughs> is Israeli. Oh no! So they're all gone. What did he say? Something that I, I must all, have all the Israelites have abandoned the show oh. after a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, as you a result them. of his question. Yeah. Well, great. So Let's... we just have one listener now, and it's literally just Andrew. <laughs> well, Andrew, uh, we're glad you're listening. <laughs> nice. Uh, thank you for still hanging on yes. after Justin drove away. Uh, but uh, again, maybe going to get us into hot water with this question when he asks. Should New Japan face more heat for not having women's wrestling? Um, it's a tough question. Yeah, I mean, yes and no, right? Like, I I think stardom is great. I think there's no reason why those two feds could not exist under the same banner. Okay. At the same time, New Japan shows are already way too long. Uh, like, so. for, for a company that does not have a weekly television program... Which is fine. I don't. I don't need like New Japan on Tuesday nights or right. whatever. I, that's not what I'm looking for. They're they just have an ungodly amount of content, and part of that is like they'll do three shows in a weekend, and yeah. there might be two big matches on every show. Four hundred tags. Yeah, and then the rest of it is just like six man tags, eight man tags, ten man tags, and those tag matches are. Just impossibly long. Okay. All of the shows, the, I have not seen a New Japan show that's like shorter than three and a half hours, and that's the shortest one I've seen. Right. Dominion is next Saturday, right? It is. I'm yeah. very much that's, looking forward yeah, to it. Yeah, that'll hopefully uh, shake that a little bit. Uh, my answer to this question is no, they shouldn't. No? No, I don't think so. Uh, I, I don't think every wrestling company, if, I don't think Shimmer is bad for having no men in it. I, I don't think all companies need to I, have. I do. You do? Yeah, <laughs> you think? I'm, I'm a, I'm a big. All men matter. I, be, I believe in men's rights, yes, personally. Yes, of course. Well, who doesn't? And so, uh, you know, I think men can Shimmer also. Oh, hey, hello. Yeah. I I uh, I think it's unfair that no, of course I don't think that. Uh, but you know, <laughs> I know it's not an exact equivalency. New Japan obviously being a bigger company than mm -hmm. Shimmer, and uh, you know, women obviously having a different path to traverse than men. I just feel like there are things to attack. There's, certainly, they use women in a more sexist way than WWE. So if I were to take them to task for that, like the the camera shots sometimes when there are women valets. Oh are, yeah, that Japanese guy in Bullet Club. Yeah, and he has like the bunny. sexy lady. Yeah, it's like the, that's uh, that's a bit much. Yeah, that's, it feels very attitude era. So I, I would take umbrage for them for sometimes how they use women in general in their fed, but in terms of do they need to have women's wrestling? I, I don't need every federation I need or watch to be, have all genders. I guess is what I, I just wish that 
um, Stardom and New Japan were like on the same streaming service. Yeah, you know, that I could watch them both that, on the same ticket. That would make some sense too. Like I, I don't know why that couldn't be a thing that happens. But so uh, you know, in that sense, like I, I, I think I do think that like there's definitely Stardom matches that are probably on a higher level than things that are like maybe third from the top on some New Japan shows. Yeah, who's the one they all love? Io Shirai. Is that yeah, I think it's Io Shirai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and you know, I, I'm I'm a big fan of uh, a number of ladies who regularly wrestle over there. Tony Storm was there doing right. a bunch of stuff. The Strong Zero Hero, of course. Ah. Uh, Piper Niven was uh, was doing some stuff with them as well, and I think she's great. Yeah, and they're probably both going to be back in the May Young again this year. Yeah, did you see they're doing another May Young Classic? Yeah. What do you think about that? It's weird that uh, that there would be return people from it. it. That does feel weird. It's This is maybe too inside baseball, but there was a sort of a Battle of the Bands contest that a local radio station used to do here. I'm sure you know who I'm talking yep, about. Yeah, my former employer. That's right. And when they would let the same acts in, over years, year after year, I was just like, okay, we're we're being a little blatant about what we're trying to do here, right? Yeah, it's like, like, it's like well, Tony Storm didn't win last year, but she's for sure gonna win yeah, this year. It's like, can we can we relax? We already. Saw I just this. I don't un- I want. And I think they actually have the the word is that she's being signed. Oh, officially. okay, and and that's great. I You're think a she, big fan. Yeah. I think she's probably the most talented woman who's not in WWE right now. I like that. Uh, so to have her in there, I'm. I thought she was a standout in last year's May Young. I would. She was great. I'd love her to be in this, but you know, uh, I think uh, Martina, uh, the moth from the Flats, is also ah. <laughs> super funny and, and excellent. She's more of a comedy character, but she does stuff with Stardom too. I would just wish that I could watch stardom and i can't without buying another streaming service and i just don't want to do that yeah i I don't have a whole lot more budget for more streaming services (sighs) this question comes to us from uh jack wannon i think his name is. hello jack wannon maybe jack i want you to know that i that was almost my first name my parents are going to name me jack or joshua so uh Uh, who knows other coin flip i guess so Uh. so who knows how i might have turned out another uh you know it's just it's a sliding doors situation. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if you know that movie with Gwyneth Paltrow. I don't know what the fuck you're talking uh, about. So it's a Gwyneth Paltrow movie where okay. she's on the subway mm-hmm. and she like tries to get off the subway car. Okay. And then in one reality, she makes it off the train. And in another reality, the door closes before she could get off or something like yeah, that. Yeah, just like that. And it's like <laughs> the way her life was different oh, okay. because of one moment is it a good movie i liked it yeah, yeah. well there yeah, you it's go. from the 90s oh, you know. there you go. i mean <laughs> i don't think there's tons of movies starring gwyneth paltrow that aren't from the late 90s <laughs> that's a <laughs> 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 real shaded old gwyneth <laughs> a beautiful hey, name she had a good single scene in uh infinity war yeah that's true right at the beginning yeah, yeah she, she took a little absence from marvel movies for a bit and then came back for homecoming there you go so there you go thanks gwyneth jack asks What's your favorite Gwyneth Paltrow movie? No, well, no, I'm so glad you asked. It's actually Sliding Doors. Yeah, mine is Sliding Doors. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's the best and worst wrestling merch you've ever seen or even bought? Well, a scene feels feels tricky to me because I've just seen so much of it. Um, so I feel I'll like just, the best thing I've ever bought is yeah. the beer koozie that I gave you a couple weeks ago. That, that's the best one I own, I think. Uh, I have a signed Mr. Socko from Mick Foley. Oh, my God. That's, yeah, yeah. He does it every year. Really? Have I never shown you this? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a, he, but it's like a clean sock. It's not like... It doesn't feel like a Mr. Socko, which is what keeps it from this spot. Like, you he could, buys bulk socks, draws faces, and signs them. I guess, yeah. Um, if you want to, like... 
You know, you could just like wipe your ball sweat on it or whatever. Don't think really I haven't. Don't. It's been my cum rag for <laughs> who knows how long at this wow. point. Wow. <laughs> All right. That was, um, that was uh, further than I thought we'd get on this week's show. Sorry about that, Jayma. <laughs> no. Uh, so that keeps it a little bit out of because I keep it in my top drawer and it looks fresh and whatnot. And mm. I think I'd like it more if it was a bit more haggard. Mm-hmm. That Sandman beer koozie you gave me is right up there. What? The worst one I've purchased is I bought the the right the the bright blue with orange font feed me more Ryback shirt. Oh yeah, that's the worst shirt I've ever seen. Did you buy that at the uh, the Everett show? Yeah, yeah, I remember seeing it there and was like, "Good lord, it's yeah. awful." For those of you who may not seen it, it has like, is it a trap in the middle? It's like an alarm clock that has like the te- the, the right. teeth. Wake up, it's feeding time. It looks like a bear trap, but it's just like. Monster teeth, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. They're feeding teeth. Yeah. It, it's a terrible shirt. I think that's the worst one I've bought. Did you, did you buy it ironically, or did you buy it because you wanted it legit? How about you, Justin? What was No, the, answer that question. I, I wanted it. I'm a big Ryback guy. That I wanted is, the shirt. You are a mess. <laughs> the worst wrestling merch Don't I've be ever rude. seen. Yeah. Um... I mean, there's they're on a hot streak right now. They yeah, there's bad shirts. There's a lot of bad shirts out there. I'm trying to think of like what's a how about for spectacularly owned? bad one. I mean, I didn't start buying wrestling shirts until you know two years ago or so. The the worst one I own probably is just the the KO Prize Fighter shirt, and I like it. It's super plain. Though, yeah, it's really know? just sort of flat. I think if I the my goal for this summer is to just like chop the sleeves off of it. Oh, see, and turn it into a cutoff tank. That's the move. Uh, and then I feel like I will have redeemed that purchase because on its own, like it's a fine T-shirt. It's just super plain and bland. There's some bad ones out there though. Oh yeah. Uh, that, that, that's just slipping my mind at the moment. I can't think of a single thing. Like current ones that are bad? Yeah. The new Fashion Police one is terrible. Uh, you know what I saw that's really bad? Uh-huh. I'll, I'll say this is a piece of merch that I saw at Toys R Us like two weeks ago. Okay. They have this like new sort of uh, thing that they're doing with action figures where it's like... It's a, you know, it's a gift set based around this particular wrestler. Okay. And one of them is like AJ Styles. So it's an AJ Styles action figure. And maybe it comes with a DVD, I think, also. But but also comes with like AJ Styles gloves. Oh, okay. So if you gave that to a kid who loves AJ. That's kind of cool. He'd be absolutely thrilled. Yeah, I think there's yeah. like a Macho Man one, too. And then the one that I saw oh, that no. I think is the worst piece of merch I've ever seen. Uh, was for Enzo Amore. Oh, dear. So that clearly was oh. put into production a while ago, <laughs> but just hit stores recently. And it's Enzo Amore, yep. action, an action figure. Yep. I don't know if it comes with a DVD or not, but okay. the piece of merch that it comes with, uh, not nearly as cool as AJ Styles' gloves. It's like a certified G necklace. Oh. Like a big G oh. chain necklace that sounds... for some kid to wear. And I saw it in, the, in Toys R Us and was like this is so regrettable oh. on literally every level. That's... Uh... Imagine seeing a child wearing <laughs> certified. a certified G Enzo Amore chain necklace. I'm sort of visualizing it as like a, in visualizing. <laughs> I'm sort of visualizing it as like a Flava Flav clock. Mm-hmm, but, but just it a says big G. certified G. Oh, just a big G. That sounds just terrible. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the WWE graphics department spits out a ton of, of terrible shirts. Uh, some of the best stuff I've owned uh, T-shirt-wise... Um, this is Dean Ambrose shirt. They did uh, like the cover of a horror movie. Yeah, 
It's like unstable Dean, and it looks like a movie poster. I really like that shirt. There's a great tweet making the rounds right now that I saw today. I'll try and track it down and retweet it from the Top Marks account. Yeah. But it's somebody who posted like four mock-ups of fake t-shirts and they're all just so bad like one of them is just a black shirt that says dean, dean ambrose, ambrose on the front and then on the back it also says in small letters dean ambrose and then there's another one that's like bobby lashley <laughs> and underneath it says professional wrestler who is employed by wwe and on the back it says i love my sisters <laughs> it's just like the most hyper literal bland t-shirt designs imaginable which is why they are so believable and such oh, wonderful so satire. Just in a similar vein, uh, our next question comes to us from Scat Daddy, Scoots Brodo. So Scoots asks, what is your favorite wrestling toy, either as a child or an adult? But before I let you answer, Justin, he tells a little anecdote underneath where he says what his is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a crochet Daniel Bryan that his wife got him for his first birthday that they were together. And I thought that was just... Uh, no, I thought, she, I thought she sent it back in time. <laughs> yeah. But to when he was one year yeah, old? Yeah, to his first birthday. <laughs> so he's had it since he was a child, but he didn't even know who Daniel Bryan was. Are you calling time. Scoots Brodo a child? No. Wow. No, I'm just saying he got it when he was one years old. Wow, Justin. Because this is some sort of lake house scenario. Are you saying he has one IQ? You, you are horrible. Do you know suits. what the lake house is? Uh, it's a movie starring Sandra Bullock. And Keanu Reeves. Okay. Where there's a time-traveling mailbox. <laughs> so they're both staying in the same summer home. Yeah. But then they put a letter in the mailbox. It either goes forwards or backwards in time. And they're, like, communicating with each other across time. Wow, you have watched some shitty movies. That's a, I like that movie, <laughs> actually. It's, it's, I like Sliding Doors also. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I'm imagining. It's some sort of lake house scenario oh. where his wife took the toy and put it in the mailbox. And then little Scoots, one-year-old, he pulled it out of the mailbox when he was a child. I just want to be clear. I think Scoots is a great man. And, I also uh, think that. Well, your words just don't reflect think, that. I just think maybe he's... Been involved in some sort of lake house time travel scenario. Well, there you go. Justin, do you have a favorite wrestling toy? So oh. like not not a piece of merch necessarily, but uh Um, you know what? I, I think I it's well known that I've recently dug out all of my wrestling toys from when yeah, I was. Yeah, you a tweeted kid. out a picture, that's right. I, and I have them on display in my uh in my room as we speak. Yep. Uh and I would say of the crop of action figures that I had from back in the day, the one that I'm most glad to still have to this day, and I've got. I I I, rem- I bought like a four pack of figures okay. from Costco sure. when I was a kid. They were all like connected in yeah, this I big know box. These. Yeah, like Costco. I know in these. the same line or whatever, and uh, it's like King of the Ring '99 or something like that. And it was a corporation themed set, so it had The Rock, it had uh, Ken Shamrock, it had the Big Boss Man, and it had. Uh, why can't I think of who else is in there? Kane, maybe? I can't think of it. You Kane named was the in three. the corporation at that time. But Triple H. Oh, well. okay. There we go. I may have bought that Triple H figure separately. I okay. can't remember. Um, that Triple H one, probably my favorite when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. But the one that I'm most happy to have as an adult is Ken Shamrock. Oh. I love that Ken Shamrock figure. It's excellent. You love the world's most dangerous man. I do love Ken Shamrock as an adult. Uh, I loved him as a kid also. Yeah. Uh, I'm very happy to have that. So I would probably say that. 
mine was uh, this probably not a huge surprise to, to you or the listeners, but I had a, a mankind toy growing up that had the Socko on it, mm-hmm. and his arm, he had a button in the back, and his arm would raise for like the Foley walk-in Hell when you yeah. pushed it. I would not leave the house without this thing. Like I would go to the grocery store and like bring mankind with me. And this only stopped a couple of years ago. It, yeah, I love this toy. Yeah, literally, like the day before you and I met, is yeah, when you stopped needing mankind when you left the house. <laughs> uh, I will say my favorite piece of merch that I own as an adult. Yeah, uh, is something that was a gift to me from uh, a. a previous girlfriend oh what is that uh that is an action figure it's the seth rollins money in the bank wrestlemania 31 figure okay so he's it's him he's got the gold briefcase he's got the belt and it's like everything his exact look from wrestlemania 31 it's uh it was a collector's item and i will literally never open that package as long as i live see this is a funny thing and i feel like on an episode like today's we can we can get into it uh the packaging thing. Mm-hmm. You 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 like it in the box, yeah? I mean, some of them. I have six figures that I have not opened and I probably never will open. Okay. Uh, and that's, yeah. Are I, those more special than, than the ones you would open? Yeah, they're like the Elite series or whatever. Okay. I don't, I don't think I would just buy like a normal, like the basic line action figure though. It's literally just like a very cool, well done, accurate Elite figure that I would leave in the box. Yeah. Or some throwback 1998, 1999 Jack's Pacific <laughs> figure that I would like pick up at the flea market that of course would not be packaged. Right, and of course yeah. I, I nearly bought one like that just the other day in a bag. Big really? boss or not big boss man. Oh, uh, you were at Toy Traders. Yeah, I texted you, bam, it's bam, dangerous. Fifty bucks, but God, it was a it cool is toy. Dangerous to go there alone. <sighs> Justin, how about we jump into one of the one of the segments of the show? How do you feel about I would, that? Well, yeah, I think the people are ready for that. Let's get in here with a little game I like to call Keep It or Kick It. Uh, Justin, uh, I know you don't know the rules, so I'm going to explain it to you. I know the listeners are aware, but but uh, here's how Computer Kick It works. I draft up a, a list of around 25 items, and I read them aloud, and Justin must tell me if he wants to keep the item, which means he likes it, he loves it, he wants some more of it, or he hates it. He kicks it, and he never wants to see it again. He will tell me if he wants to keep it or kick, kick it. it. Justin, do you understand the rules to I, keep it or kick it? I do. Then let's get it going. Hit the music. A superstar incorporating a pet into his gimmick, a la Jake the Snake. Ooh, yeah, like a dog? Yeah, a dog could be good. That'd be fun. Yes, keep it. Sanity debuting at Money in the Bank. Uh, I feel like that's where we're heading. I honestly feel like they're sacrificing, like, the entire SmackDown tag division right now. Yeah. For the debut of Sanity. Like, oh, the Bludgeon Brothers have run roughshod over everyone, and there's nobody left but Sanity. Even though, like... I know they had probably three matches, and there was, like, no matches that they had for probably, like, a two-month stretch where they weren't intertwined. Right. I don't think we've ever gotten the Usos Bludgeon Brothers match. No, we haven't. The Greatest Royal Rumble was, what, four minutes? They're all, like, four minutes, eight minutes. They're all so short. Yeah. Like, those two teams are talented enough that we could get a way better match out of both of them than we've been given so far. Fully agree. Uh, when was the last time we got a debut at a pay-per-view? I feel like it's been a while. Uh, yeah. Uh, probably Mojo Raleigh. Yeah, that's right. Good memory. Or, like, uh, I guess Bailey didn't technically get called up at that point, but she was Sasha's mystery partner. Right. Elias getting an enforcer. Ooh. Yeah. I could 
Like like a roadie, basically? Yeah, so he gets to continue being coward. He'll hit people with the guitar. He's still a big dude if he needs to, but he has a bruiser to protect him while he's playing music. He can do it, you know, got to hoard off the mobs of fans. Yeah, like a bodyguard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For yeah, I'd be super into that. I think that'd be great. Yeah. So, so you will? Keep it. Andrade Cien Almas adding a submission finisher. Keep it. Kevin Owens turning face after Money in the Bank. Like immediately after? No, uh, in in the time after Money in the Bank, not like the the Tuesday after. Or I what, think or we Monday are after. due a, a Kevin Owens babyface run that he definitely has that in him. Uh, I don't know that they see that in him right now, unfortunately. But do so, you want to see it? Absolutely, I'll keep that. I'll keep that. Uh, no question. A shield run as the first thing Dean Ambrose does when he gets back. Keep it. Yeah, you need that before you break them up. You just feel like it's. Uh... We didn't get it before. And I want the Dean heel turn, but I need to be invested in Dean as a babyface for it to break my heart when he turns. That makes uh, perfect sense to me. Uh, Samoa Joe beating Daniel Bryan next week. Keep it. Yeah, I don't want Bryan in that Money in the Bank match. Yeah, it does feel like he wouldn't be suited holding the briefcase. The New Day regaining the SmackDown tag belts. Mm, kick it. There's too many other teams right now. The Bulldozer, Matt Tremont on top marks. Absolutely keep it. Yeah, that was the biggest story of the week, honestly. Yeah, talk about it. Uh, somebody, well, you tweeted uh, in response to a question from last week's mailbag yeah. that you want Matt Tremont to have uh, his own reality show. I do. That was just him, like, <laughs> just cruising grocery around shopping. the grocery store. Yeah. And he quote tweeted it and said, uh, should I get my wife to take a photo next time? <laughs> and everybody loved it. People were liking it left and right. And one of our listeners, I think it was uh, Danger Boy 69420. Thank you, yeah. Said, Matt, do the show. It would make Josh's whole life. And he said, I'm in. He said, I'm down. I'm down. So I uh, look forward to that. Maybe on next week's show. We'll, maybe, yeah, uh, maybe at some point we will have Matt Tremont on this program. Tremendously exciting for me. Uh, Jinder Mahal dropping his last name. And just being Jinder? Yeah. No, kick it. What about dropping just his first name and being just Mahal? Kick that harder than the first one. What about keeping his full name, Jinder Mahal? Keep it, for sure. <laughs> Oni Lorcan bludgeoning people. Uh, keep it, yeah. Velveteen Dream starting a faction. Ooh, who would be in it? Uh, think about that. So I, I was thinking uh, sort of a collection of the weird, sort of an Andy maybe, Warhol maybe, uh, collective. Thorne and Miller, maybe? That's not bad. Because I feel like they are just kind of drifting right now. I almost feel like the old VOD villains could have been like swung into a gimmick that would have oh, worked for them. Oh, absolutely. For sure, yeah. Something like that. But him sort of being like the head of this strange art collective. I was sort of thinking like the Velvet Underground scene in the, the 60s, 70s sort of idea. I'd be super into that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I feel like you could probably debut a team to be with him. Totally, yeah. You, when you call him up, you can call up four people with him, and he's good enough to carry it. I genuinely believe that. Xavier Woods being the U.S. champ. Hmm. Kick it. Non Be being the cruiserweight champ, keep it. Non-original songs as entrance music, so like Cult of Personality. Oh, I love that. it. Yeah, keep it. A third-person adventure wrestling video game. So a wrestling video game that you're not in the WWE. It's it's like you are a starting out wrestler and you must rise to the top. And it's not a is it is it a WWE licensed game? No, no. I, I'd be into that. It's like an indie, like rise through the indies. Yeah. It'd be, yeah, that'd be fun. I'm into it. Kick, keep it. The Usos break up and feud with one another. Oh, kick that super hard. <laughs> Do you think on the other side of that feud, anyone would be able to tell them apart? No, not at all. Zero people. <laughs> one would no, have. One to would have to keep the the face paint. Yeah, and the other one would have to buzz his head. But then would go double face paint. 
Yeah, and do white face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like Umaga. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, Vince McMahon returning to TV full time. Oh, keep it for sure. I've put that on the list for you before. Ah. I, th- I think Vince is a uh, he's he's the best heel ever. Like Vince McMahon returning to TV full time, I think is the only thing that could get people to cheer for Roman Reigns. And that was keep, keep it, it or kick it. it. Justin, that was a fun, exhilarating round to keep it or kick it. But they, I, they've kind of been teasing though that like this whole Brock Roman feud is kind of a Roman Vince feud. Also, I that mean, Vin, yeah, that, like Brock is back. Vince's guy or whatever. But they don't incorporate Vince enough for it to properly get heat. It's know? also just never going to be believable with Roman in that role because Roman uh, is so obviously Vince's guy. Of course, of it, course, it's so broken. But like. You know, Vince as a heel is so good, I bet he could make it work. Well, I think he just can he can get anyone to boo him. Well, and not only that, he has. If you remember, he backed Sheamus in the League of Nations yeah, to yeah. keep Roman away from him. Roman was getting cheered at that point. That's true. Uh, Justin, I have some breaking news for you. Which is? It's not breaking, but uh, and it's not news. I have something to tell you. Yes? Yeah. Can I tell you? Yeah. So did you see that uh, Ryback, uh, the Ryback, who's come up now twice on the show, put his house up on uh, Airbnb, his townhouse in Vegas? What? Yeah. You can go rent or use Airbnb to rent Ryback's house should you go to Las Vegas. Really? (laughs) Not only that, Justin, the posting, this is legitimate, tweeted from his account. Okay. If you go to rent his place, his place is called, you know, a typical Airbnb name would be like... Two-bedroom apartment, downtown Vancouver, would be one for Skyloft, but uh, not for the big guy, because his reads, Ryback's Feed Me More, Townhouse of Positivity. (laughs) 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 Justin, do you want to stay at Ryback's Feed Me More, Townhouse of Positivity? I would love to. Can you believe that? I mean... He's so weird. Yeah. He is so weird. That's fantastic. I mean, I just thought I, I had to bring that uh, I'm, to you. I'm glad you did. To your attention. I'm glad you did. Justin, are you ready for another question here? I, oh, sure actually, I think you yeah, got to hit me. I think I got to read this Why one. Why don't you read it then? It comes to us from Brandon O'Connor at Boofer OC. Hello, he says, Brandon. Okay. My darkish period is mid-2005 until February of this year. My wife goes back to shift work after mat leave in two weeks, mm. so I'll have a lot more time to myself. What is the first thing I missed that I should watch on the network once I subscribe? Uh, WrestleMania 30. Yeah, I mean, that. Uh, we, if you recall, we did a question a while ago where it was like, what are the, the must-see things if you had to catch someone up onto WWE? Oh, yeah, we have that list. Yeah, we, we should maybe post that. Uh, I think I have a copy of it uh, on my phone. I for sure have it on my phone, too. Cool. Uh, and, yeah, I think he heard that episode probably. So, that I mean, we isolated 10 matches with a couple honorable mentions, so it might be 12 total. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, that is kind of like the history of the modern era, but, the, the essential matches of this era. But I still feel like we can put, throw in just some stuff that's purely enjoyable. Yeah, stuff some <laughs> storyline things, uh, especially of the, you know, not as much 2006 to 2009, but sort of oh, the... Like ECW One Night Stand. Definitely that. So is that... Is that what, what year is that? That's like 2005. 2006? 2005. Okay, so maybe he did see that. Maybe he just saw it. Uh, I would say that almost all of the, the Shield six-man matches are pretty worth watching, especially with the... The Evolution one is fantastic. Both the Wyatt ones are lights out. And yeah, the first Evolution one I like more than the second one. But well, even, Which one is it where Seth goes off the uh, balcony? The 
That's the second I, I think one. that is the second one. But I feel like that's the only part of the match I really like. Really? Yeah. I, wa- I watched that match again recently, actually. And we're quite good? I really enjoyed the yeah. hell out of it. But the Rhodes Dynasty one is fantastic. Uh, there, there's a lot of the Shield Six Men that you can't go wrong with. And I think in hindsight, probably even more interesting to watch. Watching Roman Reigns get hugely cheered for hot tags is almost worth revisiting on mm. its own. What money in the bank is it that Sandow wins? Is that 2012 oh. or 2013? Because uh, I think that whole pay-per-view is worthwhile. Gosh, I can't I can't think of what year that especially, is. Yeah. Especially the Money in the Bank match that Sandow wins. Yeah. Fantastic match. Cody's never been hotter. We've talked about that a number of times. How about the 2015 the uh, Money in the Bank? Well, we're on the Money in the Bank ones we're with uh, Roman and Seth and uh, AJ and Cena. One, a great ladder match for the Money in the Bank. Is that 2015? I think that's 2016. Is that 16? Yeah. Well, he said until that, this February. So that, that whole pay per view is fantastic. It's one of the best pay per views WWE's put on. And you were there, man. I'm so fucking jealous of that. It's kind of wild. I didn't have the highest expectations either. And then. I think that Seth Roman match is Roman's best match ever. Wow. Uh, and I think that pay-per-view probably front to back is like the best pay-per-view of the last five years. Yeah, kind of. What's the no mercy that people, is it 2000, that just was sort of a sleeper that people sort of come to appreciate as a super stacked card? Uh, yeah, I think that's the one with uh, Rock, Rock and Angle. Kurt. Yeah. yeah. And Kurt has that hilarious uh, chopped up interview <laughs> segment. It's like one of the funniest comedy segments ever, and it's debuted on a pay per view. It's well worth watching. Um, so yeah, I would say that pay per view is super worthwhile. Uh, what else? I mean, you, I guess you missed out on all of CM Punk. You've yeah. got to go watch Punk Cena. You've got to go watch. Punk yeah, well, Cena. we're talking about money in the banks that are worthwhile. Twenty eleven for sure. Oh yeah, I mean, who who could deny that? Um, this is going to sound weird with, with hindsight, but uh, CM Punk and Del Rio second match, really fun if you can find a good video package leading into it too. CM Punk, I think this was, it was either on our list or it was an honorable mention on it, but Best versus Beast. Oh, SummerSlam yeah. 2013. That must be on the list. Outstanding. Yeah, if you haven't seen that match, that's that's must watch. Pretty much anything CM Punk's involved in is, is going to be good. Uh, so and of course, th- like every takeover. Oh yeah, don't, don't miss know. any takeovers. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's not, especially starting with the Owens debut, I feel like takeovers just get like there's such it's like especially the Owens Zane feud in NXT. To me, that's like, and I'm biased because that's like when I started watching NXT. Right. But to me, that's the golden age of NXT. Yeah, I don't agree with that actually anymore. The, but that but we're I, that we're in the golden think, age right now, or or sort of War Games to now is the the starting of the gold. But yeah, I, I would I, I would put that up against. Yeah, I think they're they're pretty even. I don't. Yeah, I don't think you're crazy saying that. I just want to <laughs> get my opinion in too. Yeah, I mean, there's no match in that stretch that I mentioned that's as good as uh, Gargano versus Almas. Right. I mean, pretty rarefied air. Yeah. There's <laughs> Neville and Zayn comes close-ish. That's though. a fantastic match. That's a hell Absolutely. of a match. Absolutely. Yeah. Justin, you ready for our next question? I am. Comes to us from Anders Lau at a loud brother, and he asks: uh. Andrade Cien Almas Hammerlock DDT is the bomb, but it needs a signature name. What should it be, and how should it be introduced? So I agree with him, actually, that you've got to give this a name besides the the DDT. They, they don't yeah. even call it a hammerlock every time on the main roster, which is driving me mental. Um, uh, I have one if you if you got to rack your brain. I do have to think about this. So all I did was, as soon as this question was asked, was I went to Google Translate, and I, I put in sort of words, use a thesaurus for the word finisher, basically. It turns out the word ending in Spanish translates to finalzando. And I think the finalzando is a dope name for a finisher. So I would call it finizando. I'm trying to find a way to like incorporate CN into it mm. as like a, a hundred. Right. Like CN percent. Yeah. Uh, 
I don't know. I just feel like that's because, you know, 100% is the maximum. Perfect. Uh, and that's, you know, when you hit 100, you can't go any further than that. That's right. Which is kind of perfect for a finisher. <laughs> I you shouldn't be did. able to go further than that either. Yeah. So I don't have a name there, but... Uh, that's the concept. Yeah, let me let me work on what that. What about Finn now Zando? <laughs> I do like that. That's pretty good. It's a lot of fun to say. Yeah, it certainly is. <laughs> you can't deny how fun it is no, to say. No, no, not at all. <laughs> Hit me with a question. This one comes to us from uh, Coca-Cola LLC at Coca-Cola LLC. Thank our you gender doors. fluid listener whose gender is a fluid. And he is also our sponsor. Yes, of course. And I believe a day one listener. He certainly is that. He writes, what wrestler do you think should start a YouTube channel Example, Woods, Seamus, and what should it be about? So Alistair Black and I share uh, some some opinions on books and and music, so maybe him just talking through some of the art he enjoys comes to mind. Okay. Um, but I would love like a, a how-to wrestling from somebody who I really, really thought was like a great in-ring technician, somebody like a Chad Gable, somebody like Daniel Bryan, Zack Sabre Jr., like a, a mat technician talking about, you know, here's how I do these moves, and here how it is, here's how it is getting my opponents to learn how to take these ground-based moves. I'd be curious to see that. I think uh, like a vinyl unboxing series like week to week, oh, man. he just like opens up different records and then maybe plays them and like talks about the bands with uh, Eric Young. Oh, this is a great call! Would be just spectacular. My Canadian punk brother. I feel like it might ruin the mystique of his character to have this like yeah. kind of friendly thing that I would love watching. Oh, I would. But it would be outstanding also, you I could, know? I think we both could also recognize Eric Young, probably a fantasy football YouTube Oh, show. yeah, absolutely. Like, Eric Young just giving out fantasy football <laughs> picks, like the EY lock of the week with a huge lock that he closes. Would, yeah, it'd be fantastic. I love it. I also think that one of the uh, clear-cut breakout stars of Up, Up, Down, Down is Tyler Breeze. Oh, okay. But I don't know what you would do with him that's not just another video game channel. Yeah. It, a lot of the guys, I'd be curious to see them talk about almost anything because I find that, like, I'd love to hear Tyler Breeze talk about video games, but it feels like that market is cornered. If they're going to have success with it, I'd rather them chase something that I feel is at their core. Like, Xavier Woods probably is the guy who I'd have doing a video game channel because mm -hmm. he mm -hmm. seems so so into the culture. Um, so, yeah, I, I'll, I'll piggyback on your idea, actually. An unboxing vinyl, like a, a record club, basically, that Eric Young does sounds, you know, very good. Right? It, maybe him and Alistair Black do it together because uh, they both – Alistair Black leans a little metal and Young a little punk, but both in like a space of music I really like. Yeah, and they could call it Young Black Men. <laughs> yeah, that's that, – I see no problem. They probably only do one episode before the police would kick down the door. <laughs> <laughs> get the two of them in Umaga. <laughs> and they just police run in and be like, where are they? <laughs> be like, where's who? Where are the young, young black men? men? <laughs> this is uh, a great bit. Hit them with the black mask. <laughs> yeah. That's what the cops deserve. Uh, Justin, are you ready for our yeah. next Fuck question? Fuck cops. Unless you're a listener who happens to be a cop, in which case I'm sure you're a good one. Yeah, if, uh, <laughs> if you're a listener who's the police officer. <laughs> the listenership outweighs the police officer-ness. Eh. It breaks even unless you're a Patreon donor. <laughs> if you're a police officer who is one of our Patreon donors, God bless the police. Exactly. For $5 a month, I can be purchased. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Again, that's patreon.com slash top marks. Yes. Jess, are you ready for our next question this week? Because blue lives only matter if blue lives flatter. You know Whoa, hello. <laughs> yeah, here we go. This is why we do this. <laughs> 
Uh, it comes to us from uh, my arch nemesis, Gudbronson, Vietnam. I think I read this one, don't I? I think you just read uh, uh, Coca-Cola. Right. Right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, thanks, though. I was just about to say Book of Lube's handle, but I'm not going to do it now. Uh, and he can blame you for that. Can keep working that feud. I, I, yeah, can I, maybe I'll – should I take this time on a casual episode to say something mean about him? Absolutely. I got nothing. Okay, <laughs> and he asks – It's like the um, Cianomus DDT, man. I got nothing. <laughs> nothing. Well, this is the thing, Justin. You know I'm not, I'm mm-hmm. not the best at being mean. On Twitter, I could be okay because I can think about it. Mm-hmm. But my instincts aren't great at being cruel. I'm better at being like uh, – I don't know. I'm not that good at being nice. What either. if? What if I went like a more kind of racist route with the Andrade Cianomus finisher? Uh oh. And just like like named it after Mexican food. But I mean that's bad. Yeah. Yeah. Like the burrito bomb. No, no, no. The whole enchilada. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's his finisher. Well, that's <laughs> all right. Well, Josh, it was fun doing the show with you. See you never again. Oh my lord. <laughs> At Book of Lube asks, folks, he did take the headset. Yeah, off. I was. I sort of stood up too. I really committed. <laughs> he asks, how could they have made the Lashley sisters segment even worse? Even worse. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. How could they? They, they, made- they could have like really, um, been like mean. I guess about the fact that it was like. Cross-dressing men. Yeah, I guess that like there could have there could have been more like emasculation, gay panic and stuff in there. Yeah, that's there true. Was, you know, that would have been like worse. it was very it was the awful segment, and to put men in drag like that as the brunt of a joke in a comedy segment is very bad and a low moment for sure. Anyways, but it could have been lower for sure. Uh, that that definitely seems like one. I'll also throw in if uh, Bobby Roode was anywhere nearby, even in the arena on camera, that would have made it worse. Yeah, if he came out and was like, "These sisters <laughs> are <laughs> glorious," that, that would have made it worse. <laughs> uh, so yeah, there there's some. Justin, then we'll do uh, one more here, and then we'll get into Sunday night tweet. All and, right. Uh, this question comes to us from Danger Boy sixty nine four twenty. All the good numbers. He asks, "Build your perfect wrestler by Frankensteining other wrestlers together, i.e., John Cena's promos with Braun's body, etc., etc." Oh, that's fun. Um, okay, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna say, well, I well maybe we'll fight over these. Why don't you get in ring ability? Okay, and I get promo ability. Okay, I'm gonna draft. Um, you know what? It's funny. Yeah. I think this is a sea change moment. Oh. This oh. is a, this is a tipping point okay. in the history of this program. Here we go. Because I feel like every time we have to be like, who's the dream matchup for this person? Right. It's always just like automatic 100% AJ Styles. Yeah, it's going to be AJ. It's not AJ. It's Seth Rollins. Over even like Omega or? Uh, over Omega for in-ring. Uh, you can pick whoever. I'm surprised you didn't go with Brian for WWE. I see. I know I defended him very uh, vehemently last week. Uh oh. But I still think Brian is like shaking off some cobwebs. Here. Okay. I I still think he's incredible. Right. He's still my favorite wrestler of all time. Right. Uh, but I think he has been surpassed in the ring at this moment. He could get it back. He could be the best again. He's but, n- he's not there now. But currently, it is. Seth Rollins. Yeah, I figured that's where I mean, who's running hotter than him right now? He's he's just the best. He's on another level. Okay, so Rollins in ring ability. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna give them the the promo ability of uh Mick Foley. Oh, 
Good choice. Yeah. Honestly, because I feel like when we talk about the promo ability of either Cena or The Rock, we just remember like the um, you know, comedy and laughs and stuff yeah, that yeah, those yeah. people have given us and overlook like a lot of the gross misogyny. You well, know? that's the thing. Uh, well, it's 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 naked in terms of like the rocks promos. Like it's just it's nothing but misogyny, <laughs> and, and like that's just laid bare and to a point where like I almost have more respect for that than Cena's, where he's like, I'm the baby face and I'm a boy scout, but also I'm stealth fucking gross yeah. and like slut shaming and like literally any cena rusev segment when rusev was right with lana was just like the worst shit in the world yeah, i agree uh, i went with foley just because I, I know people like to talk about the best promo of all time and names like rick flair are brought up and and the, or dusty and things like this yeah and, dusty uh, for sure who, who am i to argue that but but for me it'll always be mick foley just because of versatility uh he could serious things up he could be excellent comedy character he could get empathy uh, uh better than i think any other wrestler ever has been able to or he's supposed to be sympathy secondhand but being able to get sympathy. So, uh, yeah. So his talking with Seth's wrestling. Yeah. Who's, who does he look who's, like? Whose physicality are we taking? Who, like, who does he look who's like? Who's the body? Yeah. Oh. What is the uh, the the vessel well, for the, this the wrestlers, ability? The wrestlers I'm drawn to are guys like Aleister Black or CM Punk for looks. But I are we trying to build our you favorite? Li- you like, uh, you know... Just kind of like alternative tatted guys. Yeah, I went to Suicide Girls a lot in high school, so that's so you like Suicide Boys, oh, also. exactly right. Yeah, and try to be one myself. So mm. there you go. There you um, go. So <laughs> yeah, I, but that doesn't mean are we trying to make our favorite wrestler? Yeah, it's like your ideal. Okay, let's find a middle ground then. Who's somebody you really like the way they look? Uh, I don't know, man. Um, Besides Carmella, <laughs> we can't. Yes. Not going to be Carmella. Yes. Seth Rollins' wrestling ability, <laughs> yeah. Mick Foley's speaking ability, and also Mick Foley's speaking voice right. in the body of Carmella. Yeah. I think is... It's definitely the weirdest wrestler It's ever. hard to argue that that would be great. Interesting word choice. <laughs> um, so, so... I don't know. Like... Hmm. So you you like Daniel Bryan? Is it, do you like that he's small of stature and seems like an underachiever? Like, is it easier for you to buy him overcoming an odd? Absolutely. I think there's something super compelling about an undersized person that they are just naturally believable as an underdog. What about Balor? Balor's got a hell of a look. Yeah, let's go, guy. Finn. Yeah, Finn. He's maybe a little too small for my taste. Yeah. If we're if I'm gonna get real picky here, because like I don't like the look. Of like any of the guys from back when I was watching in as a kid in the nineties or early two thousands yeah. when like literally everyone is just like roided the fuck out. Save for like maybe Austin. And Cause, Foley. Because like Austin was muscular, but he always had like a bit of a beer punch also. Like not as much as you would think. No, but, but a bit of one. Austin and Rock are weird because they're two people that got like considerably more jacked after stopping wrestling. Yeah, Austin always <laughs> had like a little bit of baby fat. As a wrestler, yeah, or like at least relative to his peers, yeah, like, exactly. Like on the like you say, like a guy Com- like, compared to like Scott Steiner, Steiner or, or Holly or something, or or yeah, or fucking Triple H even. Uh, Triple H isn't a bad call for look. He's like very uh, versatile, well-rounded. He looks cool very often. We've talked about his ability to evolve over the ages. Like yeah. One of the best, honestly. Yeah. To stay current and relevant as time has gone on. I know he's recent, but I find Almas so handsome and like magnetic. I, I don't want to ignore uh, Andrade here either. I also, I don't know, a guy like Rusev, I think. Is, Rusev's it, interesting. Yeah, he's just like, not like 
jacked, but just like barrel chested to the point where he looks like he could fuck a dude up. Yeah, kind of old world, broad and tough, like a like a like a silent film, like strong man a little. Bit. <laughs> yeah, I, I totally like the. <laughs> so okay, I'll, I, I don't know if he's the right answer, but. It's very tough. Maybe we should have done this as separate. How are we going to agree on one? I'll go with Daniel Bryan. I'll go Rusev. Okay, I'll, I'll join you with Rusev. Then. Yeah. So he wrestles like Seth. He looks like Rusev. He talks like Foley. He's Who, he's the perfect wrestler. What kind of gear would he wear? I don't know. Well, why don't we go into the people segment then, <laughs> Justin? Because, I mean, you don't have John that. Cena's t-shirts. <laughs> the, just the worst call. I want to look like Skittles. <laughs> Justin, it's time for the people segment. You know what it is, but let me explain it for those who may not. Because as we know, every episode is somebody's first time. And last time. No question about that. Every week, I, Josh Cassano, scour Twitter.com for uh, members of the active WWE roster. And I scour their Twitter accounts. And I look for tweets that are sort of askew or strange. Just sort of catch my attention anyway. And then read those tweets aloud. And poor Justin Morissette based off of basically no information, has to guess who the tweeter in question is. Do you understand, Justin? I do understand. Well, then let's jump right in with the first tweet. Let's do it. Think about what you want in life, and then go work your ass off for it. Success is not easy. Hashtag, you want it. Hashtag, go get it. Hashtag, keep stepping. And this uh, tweet, uh, inspirational as it is, is uh, accompanied by a photo of the superstar in question sitting on stairs. Keep stepping. Okay. Keep Stepping. Hmm. I just I I don't have any clue who this could be. <laughs> really? <laughs> this is not. But I'm going to think just in how positive and uplifting and, and motivational it is. Yeah. I'm going to guess that it is the star of the B team, Bo Dallas. Wow, that would be a, a great guess. I think it would be a Sunday night tweet debut, but it is not Bo Dallas. It is in fact Gold dust. Ah, oh, right. Of course. <laughs> Think uh, I, mean, yeah, I did this mostly just to show you this picture. Oh. <laughs> what a pensive man. He's really... He wants you to go He get looks it. so old without the paint, I man. Know, it's, it's crazy. The paint helps him wrestle forever, right? Yeah. It's it's super helpful. Justin, you are 0 for 1, but we're moving into the second tweet. That's the thing with like uh, aging athletes in other sports also. Can't wear paint. Well, they should. <laughs> they absolutely like should. Le what, like LeBron James, when he turns like 39, should just start like painting up before every game. I, I could not agree more. <laughs> Justin, it's the second tweet. Are you ready? Yeah, go for it. Up to 70% of girls stop playing sports by the age of 13. Team Shells is working to provide resources, encouragement, and role models to encourage more young women to participate in sports. Join the movement at sheisport.com. Um... Wow, that's kind of like a brainy tweet. It's, it's typically the giveaway is that it's like something dumb, right? <laughs> tweet number two. But that sounds like pretty intelligent. Like sounds like a person who might quote Voltaire, honestly. <laughs> so I'm gonna guess the Blitz and Trapper herself, <laughs> sexy Amelia Earhart. <laughs> Sarah Logan. Justin, it is not Sarah Logan. What the fuck? It is, in fact, the Scottish supernova, <laughs> Noam Dar. What the fuck? <laughs> what the? F there was not even an ounce of Scottish slang in that. Noam Dar decides to break his gimmick of being on Twitter and speaking in uh, Scottish slang to help out uh, women's sports. I mean, this guy. I love Noam This Dar. is bullshit. This is. I hate this edition of Sunday Night Tweet. I quit. But do you like Noam Dar? I love him. That was isn't that nice if he was ever gonna break it. Right. Fuck. But it was not. 
I might go 0 for 5 this week. Well, let's see if you can. I don't think I've ever gone 0 for 5 before. I want to see I it. always get tweet number two. But this is a weird episode. This would be a good one for you to go 0 for 5 Okay, on. let's keep going. Tweet number three. I'm making an announcement. I have officially given up on sleep. No time for it. Constantly grinding. Incredibly blessed. Ready for hashtag raw Albany. Ready for raw Albany. Yeah, this is someone who's given up sleep. So it's a raw superstar who's constantly grinding. Yeah, made an announcement here. Giving up sleep. Yeah, she says no more with sleep. Only she says. Ah, shit. Yep. She says she's constantly grinding. Yeah. Hmm. Who's grinding on the raw roster? On the I mean, raw it feels like roster. all of them lately grind on yeah. me. Hello. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> the question wasn't who's grading. <laughs> uh, who's gr- who's on their grind week to week? Who's grinding my gears? Ooh. Possible, like a member of the Riot Squad, maybe? Seems like, like they we, would we do just some had, We just had Sarah Logan not appear, so she wouldn't be here. I mean, you used Sarah Logan back to, to back twice last week. Who I was did. The, the gloves I are did. off. <laughs> I did. Yeah, maybe. You know what? Yeah, I will say. I'll say Sarah Logan. Justin, there's no Sarah Logan in this Sunday Night Tweet. God damn I don't it. know how many times I have to tell you it's not Sarah Logan. It's Lena Fanin. Lena Fanin? That is the, the real name of one. Nia Jax? Correct. Very good, Justin. Wow. Nia Jax has an announcement. She's given up sleep. I don't think that's a good move. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't I think, think that'll bode well for her. I saw this movie starring Gwyneth Paltrow in the '90s, and it was about uh, if she never slept. It was a documentary, it was, and she's called Sliding Boars. <laughs> no, it's <was> called <laughs> Sleepless in Seattle. Okay, Justin, tweet number four. <laughs> you are the storm, and I am the sea. You fuel the ang- You fuel both the anger and serenity in me. Hashtag raw. Hashtag W-W-E. You are the storm and I am the sea. You fuel both the anger and serenity in me. Um, hashtag raw. Hashtag W-W-E. I'm going to say Seth Rollins. Indeed, it is not Seth Rollins, oh, Justin. I feel like he gets poetic like that sometimes. Making his Sunday night tweet debut, Bo Dallas. What the fuck? <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> I could not believe when you guessed him <laughs> earlier. That is so weird. Uh, this tweet was picked to, to mislead you. I was hoping you would guess Elias because I felt like it was phrased like a song. A little bit, yeah. I was, WWE. I was thinking Elias also a little bit there, but I it's something about that seemed like song lyrics to me, and I know Seth does that sometimes. Right, yeah, that, that also makes sense. Justin, it's time for the fifth tweet of the week. I, you know I might means. go 0 for 5 this week. Justin, do you know what the fifth tweet it's means? It's your favorite tweet of the week. And here it is. Dear Boston at TSA, so this is the the TSA, you know, the folks that uh, grab your ass at the the airport. Travel Security Agency, I think is their name. Sounds pretty good. Yeah, roughly right. Something like that. Right, three letters. Association. Dear Boston at TSA, Terminal C. This morning was fast, efficient, and most of all, respectful. Can't stress enough how much easier it makes the end of a globetrotting tour. So this is the, the first positive tweet the TSA has probably ever received, right? Mm-hmm. I thought this was a, a lovely gesture. Really nice thing to do. And again, literally nothing in there that tells me anything about who it might be. Well, it's someone who was on a globe-trotting tour. Which is literally all of them. All of them were on the European tour, Ran- but... Randy Orton didn't go. 
Oh, really? So it was not Randy Orton. Okay. So, uh, so there you go, saying there's, there's nothing. I'm, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> wow, ruling one guy out. All right, I'll rule out another. It's not John Cena. <laughs> you want to keep going? No. Uh, can, can you give me any kind of hint other than saying it's not someone else? This is someone who on television is a heel. On television, well, then that makes sense. It is a heel move to support the TSA. Uh, a member of the SmackDown Live roster. SmackDown heel. Yeah. Uh, hmm. So someone who was flying. Somebody who, who would go out of their way to, to tweet to the TSA. that uh, I'm going to guess that it was Joey Samoe. Samoa Joe. Justin, you did it! One for five! Yes! I'm <laughs> off the schneid! Yes. Samoa Joe! <laughs> wow, Justin, you were so close to going. <laughs> so close. It, it, do, if you go 0 for 5, is that just defeated? Because if undefeated, yeah, I mean, you. Yeah, I'm very proud of you. You did great there. Oh, I, I really had an awful game, but I pulled it out in the end. That was uh, what, what helped you get there. Uh, I just know that he's somebody that you follow. Right. So, you know, he's been in your favorite Tweet of the Week spot before. Because ah. you see his tweets because you follow him. Smart man. And I know that he tweets thoughtfully sometimes like that as well. Yeah. He is uh, a sensitive gentleman uh, underneath it all. That's right. Um, so I just had a feeling that if he was a heel on SmackDown who was like, thank you for doing this. And he was very sincere about it. That it was probably Samoa Joe. Joey Samoa. Yeah. Justin, let's jump back into our last couple questions here before <laughs> yeah, we wrap up here. Uh, this episode of Top Marks. Yeah. This one comes to us from Fruits Are Edible, at Fruits Are Edible on Twitter. Hey, Craig. Hi, hello. That was me being what I imagined. Hey, hello. Hello, it's just me, Craig. <laughs> I thought you were being like... Uh, I don't know, his wife maybe? I don't even know. If wow, how dare you? Why would she sound like a man? I don't know. You sounded like a lady in your, the first time you did it. No, this is how Craig talks. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Uh, hello, Craig. It's me, your darling bride. Oh, Lord. Jeez, <laughs> oh, you're just putting the listeners on blast this week. It's unbelievable. I know, right? Uh, chasing them into my warm embrace. <laughs> and Craig asks, I'm in San Diego to do a 12-bar, 12-hour bar crawl with my idiot friends. Okay. That sounds dope. Yep. Which group of wrestlers would you want to do something like this with? Ooh. So I think we have to have Stone Cold. Yep, for sure. You, you, if you're drinking beer and you have a chance to pick from wrestlers, mm. it, it's got it. Stone Cold has to be in there. I feel like we need a couple representatives of... Uh, the cast of Total Divas also because okay. they just like get sloppy drunk on episodes from time to time. So who are you throwing in so with? So we'll us? we'll throw in like Paige is coming. Oh, well, Alicia Fox is coming. A Brie mode is about getting drunk. Yeah, right? Brie mode is definitely about getting drunk. Right. So we've got Stone Cold Steve Austin, <laughs> Brie Bella, Paige, and Alicia Fox. Alicia Fox. And now we need some more uh, men. I feel why? Like. I mean, yeah, we're a pretty good crew <laughs> at this point. This seems. I, I, okay, we'll, we'll throw in some, some others, although this already sounds like a pretty dope mm-hmm. crowd. I mean, pick. Mella is money, so she may as well come, too. Oh. <laughs> I'm not surprised. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you've already got us two yeah. and Stone Cold, so that's three guys, four girls. Okay, let's keep the numbers even. Let's throw a guy in there. Okay. I don't want to drink with Daniel Bryan. I don't want to drink with CM Punk. I do want to drink with Samoa Joe. Yeah? What about Braun? Would you drink with Braun? Oh, my God. Definitely Braun. Yeah, of course. Braun? I kind of feel like this is all I want. You don't want it to, to be too big because then you're not actually getting the experience of hanging out with them. Yeah. Then it's just 
you know, a giant crowd. I feel like one more person can come. Okay. Uh, now, Flair seems like an obvious answer here, but I'm not going to pick him because I feel like it might become all about Flair if mm. he was there. You know what I mean? Yeah, true. I don't want that. I want it to be all about me. Yeah. So, no no Ric Flair. What about Charlotte? Nah, oh, that's Charlotte too many ladies. Yeah, she doesn't seem... Uh, do you want to hang out with Charlotte, have a beer with Charlotte? I don't know. Not really. I want to crush beers with Braun <laughs> and Brie. So I've, I've never been more to the team when it's just us two, Braun and Brie Bella. But uh, who's who else is a, a drinker on the roster? See, that old world sort of like drink. Oh, the Good Brothers, Gallows and Anderson. Yeah. Were you thinking them too? No, I was thinking Bray Wyatt. Okay, Bray and the Good Brothers, and yeah. that's our group. Okay, yeah, I'm into it. I love it. I love this team. Great, great, great group to go out for a night on the town. No question. This uh, one comes to us from Sex Ferguson at Butt Dickhead. <laughs> great handle. All the good words. He says, <laughs> who are a few wrestlers that you guys think could be stars, but no one else seems to see it? This is kind of tough because you. Uh, I mean, Cody would have been one of my people. Yeah, I guess, right? Like, if you asked me this three years ago, and now he's the biggest heel in the world. I always find questions like this a little trickier where it's like that no one else seems to see. Because I don't know what other people think. I can only go off of who WWE doesn't seem to be pushing. I would definitely push Chad Gable harder than he's getting pushed. I don't know if I think. Sammy also. Oh, yeah. I mean, a star is interesting. Like, I guess I don't think Chad Gable's a star. Rusev, Biggie. I don't think either of those guys are like stars. They're both upper mid-carders to me, but like bona fide stars? I think Rusev could be a, a main event star. Yeah? yeah. I, I don't see it in them, but I, I think th- that's I a think fair answer. Um, who's somebody who I really... Oh, I mean, see, I was going to say Velveteen Dream, but everybody sees that in him, right? Like everyone thinks that? Uh, Yeah, probably. And everyone thinks that for Andrade, too? Probably. Okay, so... Definitely Andrade, though. If some if if people don't think that, he's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you've... So I guess what I'm thinking is somebody who's in the lower mid card who I think with a push could really be uh, a star. I just think like Elias from a character work standpoint fits, but from in ring does not. No, it's not there, right? Yeah, I'd say Scott Dawson, but not a star. But I think he belongs in the main event, but he's he doesn't have the look for a star. It's very tricky, right? Like you you understand why they. You know, they look at a guy like Roman Reigns and see something. Do people think Dean Ambrose is a star? I think Dean Ambrose could be the guy. Yeah. I'll say Dean Ambrose because I think people think he's a good upper mid-carder, but I think Dean Ambrose could be. To me, to me, it's funny. Dean is in a rare spot where, like, when he is put in the top spot, I think he's incredible. Mm-hmm. But when he's, like, just outside of the top spot, he's I think he's, like, whatever. Yeah, he definitely is one of these guys who plays to his role. Like, I bet he sucks on the house shows. Yeah. Like, he doesn't try that hard. But – his world title run, who could deny? Um, uh, you know, I'm a big Dolph Ziggler supporter, but I don't know that I'd call him a star. I think Bray Wyatt is a star. I think, I think but everyone sees that, th- don't they? But no, they don't, man. Like, no? Dude, everybody gave up on Bray after last year. Not this show. Not this show. Is this, uh, okay, then we he, called him most underrated because he was. Okay, it, yeah, I think we both had him a year. And okay, yeah, if he counts, Bray Wyatt for yeah, sure. Bray Wyatt is a top. Bray Wyatt's a star. Bray Wyatt with a babyface run. Which he is getting right now on on a certain level, but like solo Bray Wyatt babyface, that guy is a top guy. I think. Yeah, I I think unquestionably Bray Wyatt is a star. Yeah. The charisma coming out of his ears for me. So so I guess if he counts, I'll say Bray Wyatt. Perfect. I feel like we answered that pretty pretty good, pretty thoroughly, pretty thorough, thorough, thorough. Uh, did you skip one here? If I. Did you can go back? I, I 
I may have. This one comes to us from, I feel like I read the last one too, so you should read this one. Okay. It comes <laughs> from uh, our guy at Lorenzo Meow. It's Doug, Doug Crap. Crap. First of all, Doug, I know you're a lifelong fan of the Washington Capitals. Oh. Congratulations. Enjoy this moment. Even if they lose the final, savor this. It will never get as good as this unless they win. Uh, like two years from now, but like they might never make it back to the final. As like I know you're probably feeling a lot of feelings. Just soak it up, have the time of your life. Like there's a part of me that is forever heartbroken about 2011. But, but there's you wouldn't all, trade it. I wouldn't trade it. It was like the greatest ride of all time. The city came alive. Yeah. Uh, Doug, I don't really care that much about hockey, but I care a lot about our listeners, and I'm glad that you're happy. And so, uh, good for the Washington Capitals. And they have uh, Alexander Ovechkin, so uh, that's a guy now. So there you go. <laughs> one of the few that you are aware of. I could name ten hockey players if I had to. Yeah, it's yeah. one of them Wayne Gretzky. A big Wayne, <laughs> as we call him in the know. <laughs> big Wayne. Uh, Doug asks, what's your favorite ladder match of all time? Good question. I... <laughs> It's tough, to, and I wonder if you're leaning the same way, the X-17, uh, Edge and Christian Dudley boys, and the Hardys. That's the best TLC, for oh, sure. Oh, are you not counting TLCs in this? Uh, no, I, I am. Okay. Well, that, that one is TLC. Yeah. Um, TLC 2? Uh, yes, I'm yeah. pretty sure, because the first TLC was at SummerSlam, even though their WrestleMania ladder match the year prior at 2000, which is, by the way, the only good match on oh, WrestleMania 2000. Amen. Is like, it's basically a TLC match, but they haven't technically they haven't invented the stip yet. Yeah. Uh, it's very good as well. And I think that moment of Edge and Christian winning the titles for the first time is is a big thing. Where's um, that North American ladder match on there for you? I, I honestly was thinking of that mm. when you were like, I don't know if you're like me and you're thinking of Oh, this. okay, cool. But then I was like, and I thought you were going to say, but I don't know if recency bias plays too much into it, which it might, because that North American ladder match was insane. It was bonkers. And awesome. Just fantastic. I don't have a problem with it, somebody saying that's their favorite ladder match. Uh, I'm trying to think of other good ones, though. I, uh, Seth, was that Seth and Dean one? How was that? I can't even. It was remember. great. It was absolutely outstanding. Outside of like the weird dusty finish. Yeah, I thought it was outstanding. Uh, obviously, the Razor Ramon Shawn Michaels one. That's the, the, that's the easy answer. Um, the people really liked that Miz and Dolph one. I thought people blew it out of proportion. You know what I'll say? But it's not the best ever, but yeah. probably an overlooked one when it would come to conversations such as these. Yeah. Uh, at TLC a couple years ago for the IC title, Dolph Ziggler versus Luke Harper. Yeah. That, Outstanding y- match. Yep, yep. I think my answer is the WrestleMania 17 one still. I think you're right. Um, but that There's that, so many like yeah, life-altering spots in that that's match. That's the thing. It, it revolutionized tag team wrestling and ladder matches. This car crash style was innovated there. And not only that, X-17 is just hard to separate from how I even view wrestling. Like That's the moment where it's just like... I am in, mm-hmm. you know. So, so I'll say that one. I'm sorry to give sort of a, a lackluster. No, no, lackluster I think I think we did well there. Uh, this next question comes to us from Blair Pacheco at well, I guess at Blair Pacheco. Wait, is he no longer Tranquilo Pacheco? He is. His name is Tranquilo Pacheco, and he says, <laughs> if you could pick any former manager to guide you on your quest to championship gold, who would it be? It's got to be Heenan. Uh, not for me. People are gonna hate me for mine, but Heenan's a great answer. Yeah, who are you picking? I, I think the pairing of the janitor himself, Josh Custodio, and Jim Cornette is a 
Now, <laughs> don't think of Cornette now, who's awful. Go, go do yourself a favor. Hop on YouTube mm-hmm. and go Jim Cornette promo, and then watch a guy speak for four minutes faster than you've ever heard anyone without saying um, uh, uh, any of that. He is prime Jim Cornette in terms of speaking is a freak. Okay, that's fair. So uh, uh, if I if I didn't pick Keenan, yeah, I would want uh, I would want to be like a heel. With like a pretty lady manager. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So like maybe Stacy Keebler or or like Deborah. <laughs> I like that. Like, I... like Attitude Era Jeff Jarrett, just like hauling Deborah around. I can see this. Yeah, there's there's definitely something to that. There's just something like innately heelish about the way he's like pulling her by the arm. It definitely... It's like you son of a bitch. He's awful. Just looking at him, <laughs> he hasn't even done anything. I'm like fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Our next question this week comes to us from Jordan Descharm at Funny Man JD. Um, next Friday, the Biltmore. He has uh, a, big show. a big show. So if you so live, there, I was in high school. Yeah, if you were in Vancouver, come. I will be there. Yeah, storytelling driven comedy. It's stand up, but it's like story driven, like Mike Birbiglia style. So. Yeah. Uh, definitely, uh, there's going to be a ton of funny people on that show. There were t- the, uh, Your co-host, yeah. John Cullen. Yeah, so so come on down. The Biltmore is a great venue also. Have some beers. Hang out with the good friends. Be a good time. Desharm, you have to pay me for that. <laughs> I did not expect for that to go as in-depth. You know what? It might not even be that good. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's going to be terrible. Yeah, for, don't go. Don't go. <laughs> we will not be there. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. There won't be enough seats for us to sit down if you come, so you should stay home because <laughs> we're going to be there <laughs> having a miserable time. Booing. Yeah. <laughs> but he asks, serious question. Did you see this one? No. Serious question. Scale of 1 to 10, how dope is the Blue World Order? The Blue World Order. So that's the... That's like Blue Meanie. Stevie Richards, Stevie Richards and Nova. And Nova. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if everybody uh, knows this. I know they're most remembered for the Blue World Order. But they were just a, a parody act in ECW. Yes. Uh, Richards and Blue Meanie. So uh, how dope are the Blue World Order? Um, not that dope. I'll say like five. See, it's tricky. I feel like that's even too high. I feel like when they show up on ECW pay-per-views, I want to say like two or three. Mm -hmm. But at one night stand when they intro the Dudleys and Sandman, it's very good. So maybe you're right. Maybe I'd say five. I have like kind of a soft spot for Stevie Richards in general. I think he's great. He's very good. He's underrated because he got saddled with the just like shit gimmicks always yeah but he he's talented for on sure on the mic spectacular in fact Pritchard uh, said recently when um, they did the brand split and Smackdown had its own commentary team or initially the idea I think I think that's when it was Cole and Taz okay but the, when they were kicking around people that they wanted to have on commentary uh, Stevie Richards was right up there no they just shit respected his talking ability that much wow yeah. That would have been so interesting. I didn't know that. Cole and Stevie Richards instead of Cole and Taz. Huh. So just Cole and ECW alumni. Yeah. yeah. Justin, that's it for uh, this uh, questionable content episode of Top Marks. How do you feel it went? Uh, I think it was a good show. I got to say, I'm having a great day over here. I feel. Yeah. Tell the people what happened this morning. I got up at uh, about 3.30 in the morning and went to work. Nice, fun. Okay, that's it for Top Marks this week, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and who joined me on the shows that I worked on at work? Well, first was Matt Sundin. Is that a hockey player you're aware of? Yeah, he played for the Canucks for a bit, didn't for, he? For like a, a couple months. Yeah, he was brought in like the end of a season for a lot he of came money. came in People halfway through the year, yeah. Were, yeah. 
for a prorated $10 million contract, so $5 million. A lot of the people that I follow on Twitter for wrestling, because I think they're funny, also like the Canucks. So if it's a big Canucks thing, mm-hmm. I maybe know about it. So yeah, yeah I know So him. former uh, Maple Leaf and Hockey Hall of Famer. He's not a former Hall of Famer. He's still current one of those. I heard they were trying to take him out, though, uh, <laughs> Matt Sundin. <laughs> Is it Matt's? Yes. Like plural? Yeah. Matt's? M-A-T-S. That seems like a weird... He's Swedish. I don't care. So there are a lot of Swedes uh, in the news today. Good for them. Because Elias Pettersson signed with the Canucks as well. Yeah. So that was the big breaking news. And as a result of that, Jim Benning also phoned into one of the shows I was on today. That is crazy. I answered the phone and said, Sportsnet 650. And he said... Uh, hey, it's uh, Jim Benning calling. <laughs> <laughs> wow, rude impression. Why, did, why was Jordan Peterson calling your station? He's like, uh, it's Jim, Jim here. Uh, hey, how's it going? I guess that is more Jordan Peterson. Yeah, sorry. Well, of that. course I'm phoning. Uh, but, uh, but these men have come to me, and <laughs> I'm calling the show to speak out, because if uh, you do not have forced monogamy... <laughs> Uh, violent acts will come to you. Fuck me or die. <laughs> Justin, you he, buried the lead, though. Yes. Uh, after Jim Benning got off the phone with me, uh, the Sedin twins came into the studio. I know them. Yeah, Henrik and Daniel. And I I got to be in the room with, while they talked for an hour and were outstandingly funny. They were super hilarious. That's cool. Uh, Will this be available for people to download? Yeah, you can find that on the Canucks Central uh, Sportsnet 650 podcast. Okay, cool. Uh, It was Sat Shaw, Alex Ald, in conversation with Henrik and Daniel Sedin for a full hour. Wow. I strongly recommend it. They were so funny because they like... They're done being like guarded, media trained sure. athletes. They don't have to like protect the brand. Yeah, anymore. they're just normal people now, and cool. they're very entertaining. Well, I might even listen to that. Yeah, and then I got to like uh, take a take a photo with them. Yeah, and I, like had to be arm in arm with Henrik and Daniel oh, Sedin. When that popped up on my Instagram feed, I go, "Holy cow!" Because I knew I was doing the show with you later yeah. on today. I was like, "Wow, he's gonna have some stories." So right now it's like six fifteen in the early evening. Yeah, I've been awake since three a.m. Jeez, and I don't feel tired at all because it's just been such a great day. What a cool thing to be able to say, right? Uh, is it one of these tireds though? Where like when I when leave... it hits me, it's gonna just <laughs> destroy me. Oh, yeah, man, probably. Life. Well, I'm happy you're having such a good day. Yeah. I'm back from three weeks of uh, work travel. I'm thrilled, and I don't have to be gone anywhere that for the next month. your travel is done. So I think we're both in great moods, and this was a, a fun and loose version of Top Marks, but I am looking forward to next week get back to the format. We will do that. Yes, and of course, uh, you can look forward to uh, some Patreon bonus content from us yeah, in I the next we're week one tomorrow. as well. We're recording one tomorrow night. Uh, it will be... <laughs> Wrestling related. I'm not going to make Josh watch Sliding Doors for our second movie-related bonus episode of the month. <laughs> Though you. maybe next month. We might go see Solo tomorrow, too. Y- yeah. So that maybe that. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> we'll do a Solo spoiler pod, too. <laughs> Fuck, I don't know. I, you know what? It might take a little while because we'd have to watch three two-hour Raws. Yeah. But condensed without commercials, that might only take the same length as a pay-per-view. Yeah. We could do uh, the Who Ran Over Stone Cold mystery angle. I don't hate that. Because that, that's one of the things that we had talked about doing perhaps yeah. in the past. Because, of course, we so loved the mystery angles last summer when we first started doing the show. 
Let's go back to one of the the classic whodunits. We'll figure out something. That, that's for sure. It'll either be a pay-per-view review or the three Raws that I just <laughs> mentioned. You'll have to donate $5 to find out. And Josh, where can you do that? You can do it over at patreon.com slash topmarks, where our whole back catalog of bonus episodes is up there. Justin, uh, we also have to thank some new Patreon donors at the end of the show. So uh, maybe hit pause here, and I'll pull up the list. Sure. Josh, literally two seconds has passed. Yes. Whew, wow, what a good uh, blink of an eye. Uh, <laughs> Patreon donors, thank you so much for your donations. It means the world to us. And uh, this month we're thanking uh, Hamish McLaughlin. Hamish? Hamish? Hamish McLaughlin? Yeah. Yeah, I think he's a former real good donor. Oh. That name sounds familiar to me. Well, and now he's over here uh, in the, he's one of the hashtag yeah, good we've friends siphoned family. him off. Yeah, good. Now I only have to split that $5 one, two ways two. instead of three. <laughs> one way. I'm going to kill you. It'll be one <laughs> way. <laughs> well, uh, it's worth being murdered about. Hamish, thank you so much, man. Means uh, means the world to us when, when people do this. And, yeah, uh, man. Secondly is, uh, I don't think this could be their real name, but uh, Fiat Lux. Fiat Lux. I guess it could be the real name. Yeah, that's oh, that's another real good person also. Really? We're just stealing real good donors left and right. Ah, I'm seeing John on Sunday. <laughs> I'm definitely going to tell him. Don't about... tell him that at all. Okay. He thinks they're all going to go off kings, and I would rather it stay that way. <laughs> Does he really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, we'll keep that. So, uh, Fiat, uh, thank you unbelievably much. It, uh, it couldn't possibly mean more to me personally when uh, people donate to the Patreon. Yeah, so. super. we are super appreciative. You know, we honestly just set this thing up to help cover our hosting costs every month and the fact that we i guess are like close to 100 bucks a month now oh. is like it it's uh, it's shocking and i know like in the grand scheme of patreons it's not a huge amount but it feels like a huge yeah. amount to me i never view it that way when uh whenever i even think there's one person who's willing to pay a couple bucks for this show it, it means so much to me so thank you it very just much means that both. we bring uh, joy to the masses of course and i love doing that and, and if they want to bring joy back to us yeah they can do us a favor nice by rating and reviewing the show wherever you happen to get it so if that means uh you know heading on over to the itunes store or stitcher whatever podcast app you use rate and review the program and will give us a little boost in their rankings and just help people know that the show exists and that you like it if you can do that hit the retweet button if you see us pop this episode pop up onto your twitter feed tell us the people you know about the show we always love it when you do absolutely and until next week be hot be spicy taste great because you're, you're curry man wah 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 <laughs> Titus Worldwide! I'm going to eat uh, Mexican food for dinner tonight. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have, like, a dinner date or something? I, I do. I thought you had to be out of here 20 minutes ago. I had. I was supposed to leave at 6, but then when you bumped to 4, I bumped forward to 8. Ah, so wonderful. I don't have to leave for, like, another 25 minutes or Sweet. so. Sweet. Well, I guess. We can just chill and, like, not record our conversation. Nah, why would we do that? Are we even friends if we're not recording? No, this? you can't sell our yeah, off air conversation. <laughs> yeah, we actually hate each other <laughs> yeah. out there. The hashtag, bad enemies. <laughs> I think that comes through week to week, too. That's why <laughs> that, people love the show. Is that it It's seat? just the simmering animosity that we have towards each other. The definite benefit is that, you know, we pretend that we get along, but you can tell we're just at each other's throats. I can't fucking wait for this guy to get out of here. Tell me now. Titus Worldwide.